Uh, hey, Ashby, how's it going? Great, man. How about you? I'm all right. Uh, I'm on the line with Ashby Daniels of Shorebridge Wealth Management in Pittsburgh and the author of the Retirement Field Guide blog. I asked Ashby on today to talk about a recent post of his entitled Spending Your Life Savings, Two Ideas for Overcoming the Fear of Spending in Retirement. You know, in my opinion, this is an important and under-discussed topic. Financial planners spend so much of their time uh, helping clients build up their assets so that they're available to them uh, when they retire. But for some people, making that transition from saving to spending is a really difficult one. Uh, my colleague Chris Venn called this uh, an epic mindset switch. And so, uh, Ashby, you've written about this. Maybe you can uh, jump in and tell me why this is the case. Absolutely. Well, it's it's funny that you, you mentioned Chris, because I was going to mention him to you as well in the sense that, obviously, I know he's talked about the idea that people are reluctant to spend in retirement. And I, I think it's kind of funny that so many people think my job is to help them keep them from spending when sometimes that's true, but more often than not, especially being a retirement planner, my job is to encourage them to spend prudently. And so, yeah, that's kind of where this post came from is that I, you know, I run into, I run into this on a pretty regular basis where clients are reluctant to spend their life savings. And so it's, I find that to be kind of ironic. But in any case, you know, I, I think it comes down, I think the reluctance at least comes down to two issues. And one is, uh, and I kind of titled it, self-worth equals net worth. And what I mean by that is our net worth, once you get to retirement, is pretty much your only material representation of your cumulative working years. You think about that. You've been saving your entire working your life, and then you get to retirement, and that's all you've got. So spending those dollars can feel like you're kind of compromising your future. And so most people are at least cognizant of the fact that they need to make their money last as long as possible. So that's that's the first issue to overcome. Secondly is is how you grew up. And many retirees, certainly the ones that I grew up with, were not, were not trust fund kids, nothing wrong with that, but um, most of them are self-made. And so they grew up in a lot of cases with very little or nothing at all. And so when you grow up with little or nothing, the portfolio that you've accumulated through the previous, say, 40 years of working is the comfort that you'll not only end up not back where you, is it, it's the comfort that you won't end up back where you started. So it kind of becomes the, quote, insurance policy uh, that you won't be poor again. And so, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was just going to, I was going to jump back to that first issue because I think it's, I think that's a really important one. And I think especially, you know, um, you know, financial, you know, in the financial planning industry, we're oftentimes dealing with people who are, like you said, sort of self-made, either they have uh, started their own business or are uh, professionals in the sense and that, the, like you said, they're, um, your net worth is very much a tangible representation of, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 years of work. And that's, you know, that's a really, you know, really important thing to people. And you can see why that might be, you know, uh, preventing them from wanting to draw down that uh, those savings. Well, not only that, but it, it almost encourages the act of um, becoming too conservative of, of your portfolio as well, because you still, in a lot of cases, you still have the, if the average life expectancy or average joint life expectancy of a couple retiring at 62 is roughly 92, you still have 30 years to go. But when your entire life's work is wrapped up in a certain net worth number, you have a natural reluctance to kind of put guardrails all the way around it. And in a lot of cases, that is making your portfolio more conservative than it maybe should be. Um, so that's a whole other issue. Yeah, nobody wants to see that number tick down. I mean, I think that's just a natural reaction. Exactly. So, 
you know, the thought process of this post was to come up with a couple of ideas that might help people get more comfortable spending. And so uh, I'll jump there if that, if that works for you. Absolutely, because I think the the, I, the first point you made in your post is an important one, because I think most of the time we talk about, you know, in financial planning, we're talking about trying to come up with um, withdrawal strategies that won't, um, you know, deplete one's net worth. But, you know, there's more to it than just that. Absolutely. And so I think that, at least in regards to the post that I read, I mean, there, to first state, that there is no optimal withdrawal strategy. We won't know that until 30 years from now. And so I think that also is something that gets lost in the shuffle, particularly in our industry, is the sense that there is this, quote, optimal withdrawal strategy. Well, we can only look backwards and see that it was optimal. But looking forward, we don't know what that strategy is. So we can only just try to try to identify a strategy that is going to make sense. And that the client, and I think this gets overlooked a lot of times, is that the client understands. Because if they can't understand it, they're not as likely to stick with it. And so that was the first idea with regard to an idea of how to get comfortable spending is establishing a withdrawal strategy that you actually understand. I'm not saying to go go blindly and start making, you know, distributions or or do whatever your advisor says. I in my opinion if if the withdrawal strategy that your advisor is recommending is is too complicated, well then you probably need a new advisor. Uh, and so if you, if you you really need to understand it and so, because that's what's going to help you stick with it when the going gets tough. Um, and I find that, uh, you know, that's led me to believe that I think part of the reticence of people spending is, do I understand my strategy? I mean, I, there's a, a study done on retirement literacy by the American College that said that only 38% of people know that, that, that basically only 38% of people are aware of the 4% withdrawal rule. Now, not to say that that's the end-all be-all, but the fact is that I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a financial advisor that understands what the 4% rule is, but yet only 40% of those people retiring actually know what that is. And so understanding your strategy, I think, is critical. So that was that was point number one, at least. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, it's kind of the other side of the coin of understanding your investment strategy. You know, uh, the worst, worst thing that can happen to, uh, you know, an advisor and a client is to put that uh, client into us an investment strategy that they don't understand. And so, like you said, at the first sign of trouble, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be issues there. And so, like you said, you know, the, the flip side of that is spending. And so having that, uh, having that common ground is important. Absolutely. So um, then the second piece is I know we're, we're getting close on time. So the other piece that I wanted to mention is the idea of a blow it bucket. Or you can also call, I, I've uh, since been aware you could call it, say, a freedom bucket or <laughs> something like that, is the idea that you set aside an annual allotment of money that is set aside specifically to just kind of blow it. Um, you know, one of the things that I think that retirees get very reluctant about is what they would view as imprudent expenses or irresponsible expenses. Well, part of retirement is about having as much fun as possible. You've earned your way there. So right. to, if, you, if you really want to fully enjoy yourself, you need to have some fun money. And so the idea of the blow-up bucket, it, was, it came to me from a, a specific conversation I was having with a client of mine. And you know, the idea was that, look, let's set aside a certain amount of money to just blow it. I mean, I, I really didn't know what else to call it. And so you know, that's the whole point. The sole purpose of that is really to encourage more freedom in spending with the knowledge that you're not compromising or theoretically 
not compromising your retirement or legacy goals that you may have had. And so just to encourage a little bit more freedom in spending, which hopefully leads to a little bit more enjoyment in retirement. Yeah, and I think an important point there is also that, you know, like you said, those that spending doesn't necessarily need to be like uh, frivolous, as it were. I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, donating money to charity. It could be, you know, putting together, uh, you know, a family trip for the kids and the grandkids. You know, there's a lot of different ways to think about it that don't, you know, that don't include, uh, you know, a new Porsche in the driveway. No, absolutely. I mean, the, the the goal is just to allow a little bit more freedom in spending, a little bit more comfortable uh, doing things that you really want to do. Like you said, whether that's giving money away or, you know, helping some kids out or whatever your whatever, wherever your heart lies. You know, that's the idea. Just that I think add a little bit more enjoyment to your retirement. No, I think that's, you know, I think that's a great uh, point to end on. And I'll encourage everybody to uh, check out your blog and check out that post. And, uh, you know, Ashby, thanks for coming on and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having, so, thanks so much for having me, Todd. I appreciate it. And I uh, love the work you guys are doing over at Ritholtz. Keep up the great work. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.